Excuse my informal wear. I put a button down, but I show you something. Jogging pants underneath. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what a lot of newscasters do, you know. They wear they wear jeans underneath. You want me to put on a regular shirt or you're No, 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 I'm fine. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Angel Rodriguez, and you are tuned into NYC Talking Podcast. Today, I have a man joining me who wears many hats. Lawyer, finance person, former councilman, uh, mayoral, 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 mayor, <laughs> candidate for mayor, Congress candidate. You, you've done a lot of stuff. Sal Albanese. No, thanks, Angel. It's great to be here. Yeah, I've, I've, I've de definitely done a lot. I have... <laughs> Uh, some people say a little too much. You heard that I, I'm running for the city council, and you were I, I just I just saw that on Twitter. I saw that it's like a boxer yeah, coming back. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, going in yeah. punch drunk boxer, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, I just feel that the city is really going in the wrong direction. I, I mean, I I don't want to sit on the sidelines if I can contribute. And I think that you know my experience and and my background will will definitely be a positive factor, you know, on the city council. But um, you know, running, running for office uh, uh, and, and, and winning uh, really, uh, you could, is really something that I consider uh, sort of a calling, like, like a member of the clergy, you know, it's not really, uh, I don't consider it as a job. Um, I think it's basically the ability to serve people and make a difference. Uh, I know it sounds corny, but that's the way I I've always felt. And, you know, I didn't, I've only spent 15, I've spent 15 years in office as a council member in Brooklyn, but I also was a school teacher for 11 years. I taught in the New York City. Oh, right, School. right. Right. I, I got, right. I got my law degree and my finance uh, credentials and my, actually early 40s um and i'm also an immigrant you know i was born in italy I, i'm uh, i'm actually the new york city story you know we didn't have a lot of money my mother was a garment worker and if it wasn't for the public schools and the cuny system you know uh i would have never me and my sisters would have never been able to elevate into the middle class so uh, it's kind of a new york city story and and one of the things i always talk about is giving people the opportunity to um the vehicle to improve their lives and education is always the key right and i was lucky Absolutely. because yeah i mean you know this as well as anyone uh the, the cuny system um was for free in those days right i mean it's still relatively cheap but it was when i went it, the tuition there was no tuition so it was great because we didn't have any money uh but you know I, I spent 15 years on the city council did run for mayor a couple of times and, and lost uh, i actually voted for you you know that i i i i voted for you i changed i was i was um registered as no party right because i didn't support the democrats and i didn't support the republicans i thought not particularly in our best interest so i was you know uh, you know that option where it says no party right but i wanted to vote in the primary so I had to register. So I registered as a Democrat so I can vote. And, right. uh, and I, I didn't, I, I was, I wasn't particularly involved too much. You know, we, I think most of us tend to focus on the huge elections right? more than anything. And we, we just by default, right? So my thought going into this was the Blasio is going to win. The one the machine is behind, 
you right. know, like this, this was my thought process. Um, you weren't but, far off. <laughs> right. I, I mean, it, it, he was, he was, he was, you know, the incumbent and, and I, first of all, I didn't know where he came from. I don't, I didn't know anything about the guy. He just kind of just became mayor. It was like, right. Chosen by whoever chooses. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, as you know, Angel, the, the turnout was abysmally low. When he got elected in 2013 and, he, and re-elected in 2017, we're talking about 13% of the people who vote in the primary. So most people didn't vote. The large majority of people didn't vote for him. Most people really weren't paying attention. So right. that's know, a problem. He had, he had 10 million. He spent $10 million. I had 200000 So, you know, you can't get your message out. You can't go on television. But you and, came out third. You came in third place despite uh, that difference. I, and right. I actually came in second yeah. in the primary. I came right, in right, right. I yeah, mean, the general, the general, it's still, oh, the you general, know. Yeah, the general, I came yeah. in third. I was on the reform line. That's right. Correct, correct. You weren't, you know, you weren't, it's not like you were, there's a huge difference in money, but you were yeah. still, you know, you yeah. were still in there. I mean, if they, if they um, elected people based on, on money per vote, I would have won. <laughs> 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 that's not the way. That's not the way it works, unfortunately. But uh, I'm, I'm, I thank you for voting for me. Uh, where, where did you? You saw my name. You just decided to vote for me. Did you see well, a debate or something? So, or? so I, I, I did watch debates, um, and I wanted to stick it to the system. You know, well, I, that, I'm your guy. <laughs> That was my mindset. My mindset was, oh, this is the guy the machine is shoving my face. Well, I don't want to vote Republican. First of all, in New York City, that'll never happen. Not, not, right. I don't think in these dates, um, which actually I want to talk to you about because you are actually running in Staten Island as yes. a, as a Democrat. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Well, so, so we'll come back to that. So I wanted to stick it to the system. And at that time I just looked through and I was trying to figure out and I was like, you know, I'm not going Republican. I don't want to go with the machine. Eh, boom, and I just, I went with you. I just kind of thought to myself, if, if the system doesn't like this guy, this is the guy I like. <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> you know, even, even my, uh, all of my detractors out there will never, will have to admit that I'm independent. You know, that's the way I've always, my political career was based on, independence and um you know and even people who disagree with me will will acknowledge that but you know with, with independence comes comes the fact that you you're not considered reliable by the by the money people which i don't want to be reliable and the yeah, machine <laughs> yeah i mean i i, I want to one of the reasons why i want to go to the city council is to uh, reform our politics i'd like to see nonpartisan elections i'd like to see democracy vouchers where people every in in some cities now every uh every voter receives four twenty five dollar vouchers whether you're a millionaire or whether you're making thirty thousand dollars a year and you can donate uh those mm -hmm. vouchers to anyone running for municipal office you can only use that for that reason and it really levels the playing field because instead of having to go beg people Right. Amounts of money. You can go to your neighbors. Hey, you know, uh, hi, I'm Angel. I'm running for this office and I would love your support. Can you can you contribute your voucher? And it really makes things a lot more democratic. Take, for example, take, the, for example, the public housing, right, which has been neglected in the city. You know, people live in 
public housing have been screwed over. And one of the reasons why they're screwed over is the fact that they really don't have any money to contribute to campaigns. Most ordinary people don't have those kinds of resources. But if every one of those uh, residents mm. received the voucher, they, they have value. A lot more important. And I, mm. I guarantee you that those public housing facilities would not look like they do today. They would wow. not be neglected because uh, because politicians would have to pay attention uh, to them, and and um, that's that's the uh, that's one of the things I want to see happen as a as a council member. I I was on the charter. Revision. Is that is that your idea, or is that something that's been talked about by other people as well, or is it completely something that you're you're kind of because uh, it's a great idea. I think it the the the, the vouchers. Yeah. Well, no, it's in, it's in place in Seattle right now. Um, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's democracy vouchers. I almost got, I was on the char I was appointed to the Charter Revision Commission. I served mm -hmm. a year on it. You know, we, we, we went over the charter and made some recommendations. And I was championing democracy vouchers on the charter. We would change the law in the city to pass it. And of course, the, the you know, the, the powers that be made sure it never passed. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I did, I had, I was two votes short. So, um, wow. you know. Close. <laughs> Yeah, I was two votes short. But, I, you know, I, I want to be able, we shouldn't have a system that's just based on how much money you can raise. I, I can tell you this, running running for local, one of the reasons why running for local office is a lot easier is because you don't have to go out and raise tons of money. You've got, you're able to get matching resources through the city now. they got a matching program, which is good for local races, not good for citywide because you got to raise millions of private money. But uh, uh, it, it, it takes the money out of the equation. Running for office should not be about money. Uh, it should be everybody should have, you know, as long as you have some support, you're able to get on a ballot, you should be able to wage your campaign. And and that, and that's one, one of the reasons why New York City and, and the country is in deep doo-doo because, because it's all about raising big money and it becomes a pay-for-play situation, you know? And well, it's, so it feels like it's, um, it's all um, private interests, you know? Yeah. Um, I, 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 and this is all speculation, right? I, I'm not involved. Like I don't have any insider information. You haven't been in, in council may, may have a, a clearer view um, and, and, and understanding that it seems as though it's, well, in, in one of the debate, I actually watched one of your debates recently and um, you guys were talking about um, one of the questions that they were asking was, should the mayor have to report favors? Um, right. Are, that are done for their donors and, and things like that. that. That would be a huge conflict of interest. And I, I and, and again, you will probably know better than me. I'll take, for instance, the closing of Rikers. I have a feeling that more than uh, helping reform, that's about real estate. I don't know that for sure. All right. I don't have any, I just have a feeling that I don't really believe that that's about reform because let's say um, you and I are in a room together. Okay. And in that room, I treat you like crap. I'm always slapping you up. I take your lunch. Right. I rough you up. And tomorrow we get moved to a nicer room. Right. What changed? What changed? You know, right. of course they can make the arguments that they put us in different rooms, but then I'm going to have right. the next, the next guy in the room with me who I'll take right. his lunch. So I don't feel like, you know, I'm, I'm opposed to those barrel jails. I actually have one that would be coming up like a couple blocks yeah. from where I live, but I don't believe that they have, if, if, if 
they were saying that this will definitely improve things and, and bring crime down in New York City and, and help people be uh, treated better and reform and what's the term? Rehabilitated right. in jail and stuff. Then I'd be like, you know what? I'm for it. But I, I really don't believe that. I no. want to think that there's good intentions behind it. I just don't believe it. You know? I, you, you are right to be skeptical, Angel. You're right to be I, skeptical. Uh, anytime I, you see New York City, you got always got to be careful because you, you know whenever there's land available, it could be it's it's it becomes think about it. land, right? That's uh, an island. You know what you could do there? You know they they could probably put some really nice high rises. Some you know they could do some crazy stuff there. And I again, I have no. It's just my guts that tell my street smarts tell me that. You know, well, you, 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 you've got a good instinct. Uh, you grew up, you grew up in the Bronx. Uh, yes, sir. You? Yes, I, I grew up um, um, near 170th Street, 167th that area. Right. Um, right, right by the concourse in the late 80s and 90s, which kind of brings us to New York today. New York today right. is starting to kind of feel like it did back then. Not. Yes. exactly quite like it but it's starting to feel like that well what years were you in council i i, I had looked I it was, up i was i was on the council from 1982 to 1997. um so you had you overlap know, with giuliani right so i did, would, I did. and and i know you didn't agree with him a lot of things but would you would you agree and this is one of the things that sometimes people don't like when i say it but i have to be honest right just an honest statement as a New Yorker who grew up in what we'll call the ghetto, right, in the South Bronx, I saw friends of mine get shot. Yeah. I used to see the gangs outside with their colors on and the beads on, and it was a rough way to grow up. Giuliani, now that I'm older, I can look back and say, oh, he did a lot of things that probably were not very cool, you know? But I have to admit, you know, I have to admit, if I'm honest with myself, that aspect changed. Yeah. Some, you know, I, I don't know exactly, I, I don't know enough, you know, but you were in council at that time, so I maybe you can have some insight, you know, um, there was a change. He did, I guess, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to use language that is inappropriate, but he cleaned up the streets, you know, well, despite. He, uh, he benefited from a couple of factors. Um, mm. You know, one, one of the, one of the things that he benefited from was, and Mayor Dinkins never got credit for is they hired. Mm. You know, they hired 10,000 officers um, the last oh. uh, the last year of the Dinkins administration. And so when Giuliani came into office, he inherited, oh, he inherited. a large uh -huh. police force. But in, in all fairness, he did some, every mayor does some good things. But what, what my problem with Giuliani was he went out of his way to divide people in the city. He was he was harsh. There was no reason to, to, to cause division. And he did that. Um, you know, you, you, oh. uh, Bloomberg, to his credit, you know, uh, kind of advanced the 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 uh, the crime drop as well, but he he was uh, he didn't have we didn't have that much tension between ethnic and racial uh, between uh, people in the city based on race and and what have you. So you know that was was that was one of my problems with Giuliani and uh, that was too young. I I don't I don't you know I I had no involvement in politics or anything whatsoever. Um, I, I, I was too young at the time. I didn't pay mind to anything, but that was the one thing that I visibly noticed right. that, that all of a sudden the streets were safer yes. and they stayed, I feel like they stayed consistently that way under Bloomberg. Right. And 
then when we got uh, de Blasio, I feel like it's starting to go back. And I don't know much about him. I, I, I mean, like, I felt like he came out of nowhere, you know. But well, you can only speak of Angel, I knew a lot about him. That's why I ran against him. I knew he would be a terrible mayor. I mean, I know, I know de Blasio from the days when I was on the city council. He was mm. an aide to a Bill Lynch, who was a deputy mayor under Mayor Dinkins. So I knew that de Blasio didn't have what it takes to be a mayor of New York City. And unfortunately, I was right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I the city's backsliding. The city's backsliding. I mean, there are things that are beyond his control, like the coronavirus, which he mishandled, by the way, as well. Uh, but you know, he he uh, the 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 street situation is bad. We have a lot of folks that are mentally ill and need help. They're on the street getting no help. Uh, right. We have we have lots of people uh, that are committing crimes now that are being released. I mean, it's just a uh, it's a mess out there, and and there's. There's a very gloomy feeling about the city right now. We have to turn that around. I'm I, I'm a big believer in New York. I think it's resilient and it's going to come back. But you know, there, there, there are a lot of folks who will not wait for it to come back, right? right. Well, well, there's been a mass exodus. <laughs> That's yeah, for sure. Thousands of That's people for sure. have bailed out, you know. So, but I've, I'm glad I'm glad you you uh, you're doing well there. It seems like uh, you're happy with your job and, and you, what neighborhood are you do you live in again? Uh, I'm in Kew Gardens. Okay, so you're in, in Queens now. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How is Kew Gardens? Well, let me tell you. Um, we have um, the neighborhood's a nice neighborhood, right? But we have a new hotel that came next door to us, and um, the hotel was used to um, house um, a lot of homeless individuals. And you know, in fairness, um, there weren't too many problems at that time. Ever since Corona hit um the the hotel has lowered their rates so now um kids have been using the hotel to party and throw what they call coronavirus parties and since that started to happen we've had two shootings wow. um one was a a 15 year old shot a guy in the leg because they had some disagreement about the party and the other one was an actual drive out of the entire front of the hotel so every day now when i walk past there to go to the gym or to go to the office, there's police cars there. And we had to fight for that. We've, we've, we've had a, a couple of, of uh, meetings and stuff. So at Kew Gardens in itself, it's a nice neighborhood, but that hotel has become a yeah. big problem for us. And, yeah. and I was cool yeah. until the shooting started. You know, I, you know, I'm okay with helping people in need. We've been there. I've been there. You know, when yeah. I came to New York, I, you know, we, we were in the shelters. We've, we've been there. So I understand. When you start doing drive-bys, that's kind of like, well, you know. That's not that, good. No. <laughs> that's kind of well, like had, becomes a concern. Had, we've had a, you know, a huge spike in shootings and murders this year. So it's, uh, and, and the homeless situation in the city is out of control. I, those folks need help. They, they don't, they're not right. getting supportive services. And, all, and they're, they're really causing themselves and others uh, issues uh, in the neighborhoods that they're in, uh, unfortunately. I just talked to somebody from uh, uh, from Queens as well, who's they have a homeless shelter, and, and he says that people are moving out of the area because the 
the homeless shelter, uh, the residents are causing problems, you know, because they, they, they need help. You know, they're out in the street. Well, there's mental illness is a big problem. Yeah. You know, how do you how do you get someone who's mentally ill to commit to treatment, to commit to help, to stay somewhere if they don't want it? I, I could never answer that. I, I could never understand that. Like, if, if I am in the street and I am a, a, a mentally capable individual, I can get it together and I can, but if I'm a mentally ill person, right? How, how do you help that person that doesn't have, there's a guy in, in my area who's, who's homeless and he swung on me. He actually threw a punch at me. Yeah. So he, he just kind of stood in front of me and he threw the punch. Now I used to fight mixed martial arts and I kind of bobbed out the way and I came up and I was about to, you know, I was going to put this guy to sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, he swung on me. I, I was being attacked, right? Yeah, so sure. I, I got out the way and I was about to clock this guy and I looked and, and then I saw his eyes yeah. and I saw no malice in his eyes. Right. I didn't see any intent. I, you know, you can tell when someone's trying yes. to hurt you. I saw no intent. So I kind of just paused and waited. And then he just kind of went like this and then he just hobbled away. He just, so that guy I don't think he's a, a a bad individual. He's not trying yeah. to hurt anyone, but he, had he done that to the wrong person, they would have probably hurt him. Um, if he did that to my wife, she would have probably gotten hit. So he's a danger to himself because he can yeah. get hurt for doing that in a real bad way. Um, in fact, I've seen him lumped up many times before, so it's possible that it has happened um, and he could hurt well, others. We're not, we're we're not doing much for the mentally ill. It's sad. Uh, you know, we have, they, they estimate that 40% of the, of the inmates in Rikers have oh. mental Med illness. I mean, and we're not, and with medication and, and some therapy, these folks can be productive, but there's no follow up. They leave, they leave Rikers, right? They go back on the street. Nobody follows right. up with them. They get off their medication and the cycle repeats itself. They do something crazy. They punch somebody out. They assault somebody. They go back to prison. Nobody's really helping. And we're just, we just don't have a handle on this stuff. Um, you know, maybe but it's a hard thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. Would you, you know, what, what, do you have any ideas? Well, for yeah, that? I mean, there, there are, there are folks, uh, there's a Kendra's law, which if, if, uh, employed could be very effective, but it's controversial because, um, if, if, if somebody, somebody can't help themselves, right. And they're mentally ill and, and, and the family wants the person committed or to get help um they could be taken oh. off the street right but people against believe, their will that yeah that. Well, well yeah but but people believe that uh you know that there's bias involved and maybe people of color would be more impacted by it but i i think you try to guard against that but i think it's a humane way to handle things by having folks uh get some help and then you know, you don't, of course, not go to prison, but get some help, get on medication. There's follow-up by social workers because they're, they're, they, we, they wind up hurting themselves and others. So, I mean, right. it's a controversial... The, actually, yeah. the guy, I can see, I can see the... I, I Thinking about it within now, just these few seconds, I could see the, 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 the difficulties that would be encountered with that. You know, I... But, What's the what's the what's the alternative, Angel? I mean, you've got to. I think you put in guardrails to make sure that it's not abused, right? Uh, and 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 then and then try to 
try to uh, implement it uh, on a pilot basis and then work from there. I mean, the, it's on the books. The law is on the books that you can do it. It's called Kendra's Law. And the Kendra. guy that actually promoted it, this guy, Dr. Jaffe, who I met with when I was uh, running for mayor, I actually just started leukemia uh, last week. But uh, I, I'm a big believer in it because I, I think that people need help, right? And, and, and the people that need help sometimes can't help themselves because they, right. they don't want to help themselves because they're ill. My dad had mental illness, so I am, I'm very familiar with it. My father had it. He was, you know, and I saw that for years he didn't get any help. He finally, finally, uh, we found an Italian psychiatrist, right? Because my father didn't speak English. Mm, and okay. he convinced my father, you know, convinced my father to go on medication, right? And it, he was, you know, not that he was uh, major, he was out of work for years because of the mental illness, but he, uh, he began to calm down. He began to be more, uh, more um, sedate um, and, and was able to, you know, live his life significantly better on the medication. He took the medication every day. So uh, I know it works, um, and, and it's just a matter of having the political will to get things like that done. Look, sometimes you got to take risks, you know, um, uh, to, to make things better. You can't just continue to uh, sit back and allow folks on the street that are, that are hurting themselves and others uh, when they can get help. They, there are medications that help folks like this. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's what do we do? That's a, we don't do anything. Yeah, that's right? that's the thing. There's there's really two things here that either you just let things continue as they are, or you do something like that. That's tough. It's tough, it, but it's a it's a hard. I kind of feel like taking that stance. I don't know. It, yeah. It, it, inside well, of me, as I'm thinking about it, it just gives me a really bad feeling. You know, like it just but, gives me a really bad feeling inside I get it no it's 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 a balancing act but so say that you you know you you for example in my, in my case my dad right he was mm -hmm. he was sick for years he was ranting and raving um you know really really um you know being disruptive um, but you were you guys were with him right like you yeah, were, we were with him. We were with so him. he was lucky in that sense because if he didn't have his family and yeah. he ends up in the street yeah there's there's no one to help Right, but it was a very disruptive situation. And if somebody, if somebody said to me, you know, me and my, we were immigrants, so we really didn't know much about how to get things done. But mm. I would have signed. Uh, right. My mother would have signed um, uh, a consent to, to have him get help. You know, get him. Right. Get him. You know. So the the, like, the law. Like not, and we're not talking about police dragging you off the street, but you know, so, so social workers bringing you in. And, and saying, look, you, you know, is it, with, is it with family or is this like, like, say your father didn't have you guys and he was alone in the street. Does that law still allow him to get snatched up and brought in for treatment or does it require uh, a person in the family to willingly say, okay, I want to help him because he can't help himself. Let's say I'm in the street. I'm, I'm ranting and raving and, and maybe if I took some medication, I'd be calm. Can they just grab me and take me away? Is that no? Not uh, not. You would need a court order to get that done. You could, in other words, if you didn't have family that's that that requested that you that you get right. help, um, you would have to get a court order. A judge would have to decree that you know you're in need of help. You're going to hurt yourself or others, and and they would bring you in and and, and put you on. Uh, 
you know, try to get you on medication, try to get you help. You can't just, you know, grab people off the street, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. not for that. and no one's right. for that. The, right, you right. you got to balance interests here. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's that's that's a hard that's a hard. Kendra's law. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up. Yeah, on, look I want to read up. more on that because yeah. that's a that's a very that one's that one. I'm I'm having a real time well, they, with that. You know, they named, it, they named it after a woman, a kid, Kendra, who was killed by mm. someone who was mentally disturbed, and and I see. people. People there's something like that in Florida too. Yeah, there's a law. I forget the name right now. Um, I know there's something in 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 Florida that 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 was very controversial along those lines. I just can't uh, I can't remember. Well, look up uh, look up after we get off. You know, Google Kendra's law, and you'll see what I mean. Uh, I think it can be done with with some uh, civility. It could be implemented with some civility, and in the long run, it would be it would be productive. The problem with all this stuff, as you pointed out, is that sometimes there are abuses, and you, that 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 and that that abuse is unacceptable. But I, I don't know what's worse. You know, what is right. worse, having people in the street just damaging themselves and, and others uh you know it's a, it's a, it's a, as you said it's a very difficult concept yeah. look, look a, it up look it up and let me know what you think after send me send me yeah, a DM. For sure. but it's well yeah. it's well known it was signed by the governor and the legislature passed it um and this guy jaffe when i met with him uh when i was running for mayor was a strong advocate uh for it and he believed that uh, it would be helpful to people that suffer from mental illness so um, you know, it's a, it's a, we got onto a very interesting topic. I know, I know. So I just uh, respect your time. I just want to ask you real quick: you're yeah. you're 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 going to be running for office again. Yeah. You're running as a Democrat in what I think is more of a Republican area. How does that how does that work? How are you going to do well, that? You're, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's it's more of a Republican area. But I represented as a Democrat one of the most conservative districts in the city, Bay Ridge, for 15 years. I was the only Democrat elected there. I, I think I've got the appeal, I've got the ability to appeal uh, across party lines. I'm not really, I'm a Democrat, but I'm really, a, well, you wouldn't call me a party diehard. I'm more of an independent than anything right. else. And I, okay. I think that that's, that's gonna, that's a big, that's a big uh, factor in my favor, but you're right. It's, it's a Republican district. It will be a very competitive race. There's no doubt about it. Wow. And you know, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, I wish you good luck. Good luck Thank on the race. And I look forward, you know, I'd, I'd love for you to get in there and, you know, get, get, get some of these ideas implemented. I'd love for you to run for office one day. You sound like, <laughs> a, you sound like an idealistic uh, young man, you know. Uh, we need good people in government, really. Most, what we have now is a lot of professional politicians. They, don't, they haven't done anything else but run for office. I mean, one of the things oh, I yeah. That's all they do is run for office. You know, one of the things I, I, I enjoyed about being a school teacher for 11 years is the ability to go to the city council and actually understand what goes on in the school building, right? I, I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't all theory. I mean, I taught, I coached. So uh, yeah, that's important. We need people from real, who do, yeah, who have real, real walks of life. Yeah, real walks of life. That have, we have a lot of a lot of that. A lot of that happening. I know. Um, I've spoken to about three people who are running for council. None of them were, um, you know, prior council members like yourself, who's who's got experience. These are just young people that are new to the whole thing, right. and they want to make a change. So I've been seeing it. I don't know that I could. Um, I've 
you know, I've ha I had a period where I was doing a lot of um, um, like right wing writing. I've had these periods where I've, uh, you know, I started as a Democrat. I wanted to be able to keep my guns. So I started supporting the right so that I could keep my guns legally. And then while I was over there, all these other policies and all these things, and I'm going to these events and I'm hearing these things. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what do you mean deport them all? What are you talking about? You know, and I started to realize that I, my views were complete, basically on all social issues, I was at odds with that party. Right. And I removed myself. And that's when I went to that period of, of independent, but I right. couldn't vote. I couldn't vote in New York in the primaries. So I, I switched myself back. Um, but my fear is that if I were to run for anything, all you have to do is read anything that I wrote during that period. That's true, Angel. Take a snippet from it. You yeah. can make me a gun nut. You can make me any number of things that's, based on some of that. That's one of the problems with social media. You're absolutely right. But and so, there, there's nothing I can do to get rid of it. It's out well, there. You know. You, you, I mean, people also, I think. I just own it. I own I it. They, I think they understand that people evolve, too. You evolve. That's it. I mean, that's, that's what it. You know, and that's, that's human nature. And if people don't understand that, then they're not really worth trying to convince, you know. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast, the realest lifestyle blog ever. www.nyctalking.com. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. We are NYC Talking. Thanks for listening.